thousands of consultants whose mental geography of the country is just based on chain restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to do very Where well in the they? Chick-fil-A belt, but we're having trouble in the In-N-Out corridor. You're saying this is a joke. No, it's true. <laughs> no, I know they literally just, do that. But the thing is, is that I, I am realizing now that, yes, the archetypal restaurant that these nitwit futurist consultants used to talk about was Applebee's, and it's turned into Panera. And that really does show the, just the acceleration of our hell realm because, like, if you think fucking Applebee's is a sterile corporate monstrosity, it is like the homiest mom and pop uh, restaurant compared to a fucking Panera. Panera is like a fucking That's true. Panera is like the the cafeteria in a futuristic prison. I think it Panera so uses the lighting that they use in dressing rooms. Yeah, it's so alienating. Yeah, and the, the Panera's main thing is the bread, and the bread literally tastes like packing foam. It's Not terrible It's bread. awful. The soups are okay. If you want a three-pound sandwich that's suspiciously wet but also bone dry in the bread, and the bread is suspiciously heavy and stale... Go to Panera. Well, you all Go, if you're a John Ossoff voter, you deserve that sandwich. <laughs> well, you deserve a big shitty bowl of cream cheese and chive bacon soup. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, just throw that fucking 85 liters of cream cheese in the microwave and toss some chives and bacon in there. That. That's what that's what people like to eat. Well, that's yeah, what most the, people eat. In the Tim and Eric billion dollar movie, uh, one of the restaurants in the mall is just the one where everything is made out of bread. And it's like a bread bowl and the utensils are like uh, fucking breadsticks and shit. And you just dip everything into the slop and just eat it, your plates. That literally there. is Panera. Yeah. Well, this makes me wonder why you uh, roast me for eating Subway all the time. Well, it's not like we're saying go to Panera. Yeah, I know. Subway so is on that tier of disgusting. See, no, Subway is vastly superior. No, Subway, every Subway's sub- bread isn't even really bread. It's, Subway, got, yeah. it's got gym mats in it. It's like from The Simpsons. No, Subway is alpha tier sandwich. Shut the. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go, Blimpy? No, I will not. Those don't exist here, but they are a superior chain to Subway. It's healthy. Quiznos, a lot of different options. Quiznos is better. Jimmy John's is better. Three grams of fat or less. Quiznos is not better because Potbellies is Potbellies is elite tier. Well, Potbellies is specialty. No, it isn't. It's not. It's a Subway. Subway exactly the same. It's a franchise hoagie store. No, Papelli costs more, and Quiznos no, really. is actually Sorry, mediocre. Sorry, this is going to be the whole show. <laughs> yeah, no, Quizno, uh, Marcus, well, what, what are you, what's your take on American hoagie chains? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the um, the Simpson sandwich thing because that was my kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is like my kind of introduction to Subway. To be honest, I saw a real connection between them. Um, it was maybe like 2004. I had my first Subway sandwich, and I was like really into going like every other Sunday or whatever, you know. <laughs> So you're a fan, so, absolutely. Well, less less so these days, but you what know, like the, you, you only got, you only got like Dunkin' their, Donuts uh, in the UK maybe like five years ago. What, what, so. are, what are the top sandwich chains in uh, England? You have uh, Cunty, oh. Cunty Joe's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>, Rolling Guffs. <laughs> I mean, these days you get like endless kind of panini places and um, kind of I don't know, uh, like you know, good coffee chains that have like decent enough sandwiches, and but obviously Subway comes up top trumps. It's still Absolutely, there. It's and, there. and and Subway obsoleted Quiznos after they introduced. Uh, they, they also a better. It was always they have a better. A pepper sandwich. bar. I want. They make... had the pepper bar. You. They had you. You could make your own condiments. Some out. You could. You well, were in charge you of your you sandwich. Go. There you go. Quiznos too spicy. That's why they're going out of business. <laughs> I want to. I want to make um, the Jobs like one of those Steve Jobs visionary movies, but about Subway introducing toasting to overtake Quiznos <laughs> and it you just make the CEO of Subway like a guy who wears a turtleneck and does Jared talk. Fogel and in a turtleneck also Jared Fogel you guys know like that was the only restaurant legacy. in my hometown and it was a, a, a 
I, I worked there and it was opened up by these two um, Indian cousins uh, as a franchise. And there's, I think, still a picture of them on the wall with. Quite right. Or at least there was a year ago with, with Jared. Yeah, the show. And I asked my mom when she went through, I'm like, <laughs> did you go to that sideways? She's like, I did. I'm like, is the picture still on the wall? She's like, it is. <laughs> well, well, me and, uh, me and uh, the National Policy Institute and Identity Europa, we were marching on that subway to keep them from taking it down. <laughs> it's like, look, we're not saying everything he did was right, but that's history. You will not replace yeah. us. <laughs> How long has Jared still got in jail? You know, the big man. How long is he? A um, few good years? Well, you know. He, I think he he's, got like 16 years. Yeah. Wow. He got, yeah, he got, he got actually a very light sentence. Yeah, but he's challenging it because he's saying that Larry Nasser got, uh, he was charged, uh, he, well, he was not charged with like crossing state lines to do sex crimes. And he was, and he says, it's not, that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> Even though Larry oh Nasser got God. like 150 years and yeah. he got like six, 12. Like, dude, Larry Nasser also had just like a conveyor belt of abuse mm -hmm. that like, what, what do you think, Jared, you're not getting out. And you know what? You probably don't want out if I'm being perfectly honest. No, well, I think unless he must have faced the noose. No, no. I think the Jared Fogel out would be great. He would be on a celebrity big brother. Uh, he could be on the bachelor. That would rip. I, I think his wife divorced him. He could be the next bachelor. We we, we <laughs> had a, a joke along these lines. Where we were talking about how like none of this stuff that used to matter. Yeah, exactly. We were we were thinking of a new dirty dozen, and it's Congress is in a recess. Okay, and they're like, we can't pass a DACA compromise. We can't pass a spending bill. We need people from the pre Tea Party era. They're all disgraced, but none of that stuff matters now. So we're bringing back the big dogs: Dennis Hastert, Larry Craig, Mark Foley, Duke Cunningham, Bob Livingston. Uh, by a Packwood, Bob Packwood, yeah. Gary Hart, Gary Condit, bringing them all. Joe Scarborough, Joe Scarborough. Dennis Hastert's obviously in the Lee Marvin role. Yeah, he's the he's the grizzled sergeant. Uh, I I love Lee Marvin. I, yeah, I don't want to think of okay. him as a compromise. <laughs> exactly. He's, I don't want to think of him as a pedo. I, well, I, for my problem, it's like I love Lee Marvin, but I have to acknowledge the superior that, that version. That would be his role. Yeah. yeah, he's the superior version. I mean, Dennis Astor is like yeah. uh, Mark Foley will be the Telly Savalas character. Yeah. Does it. <laughs> yes, he just won't stop. Emailing. We when we were talking about this, we were remembering uh, Larry Craig and remember when? Uh, I mean, first of all, it's bullshit what they busted him for. Like Larry Craig is a piece of shit, but like that there was literally an undercover police unit that's like you can't fuck at the Minneapolis airport. <laughs> no one's ever there. It's fine. I don't care. I went yeah, to that also, airport all the time. How much does Minneapolis suck that that's where you go to cruise? Yeah. Well. That was in like 2005. Since then, Minneapolis has become a huge gay community. Don't say it's because I live there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, but it was funny when Larry Craig had to go up there and he said, I'm not gay and I've never been gay. I know a lot of you have been gay for a summer, but I haven't. <laughs> it's just such a bad defense. Just sometimes I like to, uh, you know, wink at a man at a Cinnabon. My, mm. uh, my favorite of, that, of the Dirty Dozen roster was uh, Mark Foley. Because I, I just loved all the, the text messages yes. that he exchanged with those like teenage pages. You have a boner? And they were all like, Are you horny? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like he was the this most This was like, pre emoji, yeah. right? There was yeah. no eggplant. This eggplant, is like yeah. Double, yeah. Double face. yeah, like two thousand six and he was the most like he was the most guidance counselor doing pedophilia type guy. And he, he didn't like, even do anything. He I don't think he was ever accused of teens. doing anything with anyone. It was just the creepy uh, creepy emails. That like People think that that brought down the fucking 
Republican majority in the House. Like that was the last straw in the blue wave of 2006. Yeah. It's like that wouldn't get that wouldn't get a ha- afternoon news story if that happened. The, the the game has changed. Hell yeah, Roy Moore had like 300 wit- like half of the state of Alabama was like. Yeah, I've yeah, like Roy Moore tried to date seen... me as a twelve-year-old, and and some people were like, "Nope, didn't happen." And then half the people were like, "Well, probably, but like, what are you going to do?" <laughs> Doug <laughs> Who's Jones to is just say? yeah. Doug Jones <laughs> is just too far left. <laughs> like he almost won. He almost he probably would have won in any other year. Uh, I'm 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 with uh, I'm still with him. I think that there was voter fraud. <laughs> and I think they were uh, bussing in people from out of state, and that I actually won the bet. We should probably formally introduce our guest for this week before yeah. we get too much further. Uh, it's Marcus. If you may remember, we hung out with Marcus uh, over the summer when we were in Chicago. He's our international friend from the UK, <laughs> from Momentum UK and Manchester. Marcus. Hello. How you been? Yeah, pretty good, man. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good. Uh, we, we, we've just been talking about you know, American fast food chains and American uh, Sex scandals. American, it's really, it's American me feel political home. pedos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really making me feel at home. All the discussion of like high establishment pedos <laughs> and you know really bad food. <laughs> so thank you. you Does know, Subway have like a plowman's breakfast thing, <laughs> or like uh, a chicken really tikka marsala hoagie? Is this a trick question? Does it even have breakfast? Like, I don't yes. know. Of course, Subway, Subway has breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm yeah, crazy. they open very early. I am so offended when people get to the show and they're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Do your research. Yeah. Well, in, in, my, in my head, it's that really disgusting vegetarian thing. You know that? Oh, really like the horrible. vegetarian loaf. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's like a neutral loaf. Like they give that to prisoners. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, in the spirit of uh, of uh you know the times we're facing in america i just want to say like joe kennedy said to immigrants uh somos contu <laughs> we will not let them take you <laughs> we will form a human shield around you if ice shows up i've been thinking about joe kennedy's peggy hill spanish all day oh yeah it's true he's so peggy hill yeah all those guys and they're are. trying to make him into someone that He's trying to make him into a charismatic character, but he has the anti-charisma of Peggy Hill. But that's sort of But endearing. also the beautiful feet. <laughs> <laughs> Given that we have a, uh, uh, a the natural resource of a foreign country here in front of us, <laughs> I say we exploit it. Um, Marcus, can you fill us in on what's been going right down across the pond? Jeremy Corbyn. Czechoslovakian spy <laughs> did mm. not see that plot twist coming. Very bad, Jeremy. Doing compromat. Very one bad. demerit. Tink, tinker Corbin soldier spy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what is up with our boy Jezza uh, and um, doing John Le Carre stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think he has to be very very honest about these dangerous allegations <laughs> that have emerged. You know, a very alarming if true. Um, I'm. Obviously, I've been away since these uh, reports have been emerging, and uh, you know, I feel very, very disheartened. Um, just want to get home, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've family. been receiving frantic emails, uh, you know, from, from across the sea, saying, "Marcus, we've got to do something about this. Help us." They know <laughs> well, the I mean, resistance needs you. I mean, some other stuff has uh, come out too about. Um, you know, in like the London Evening Standard, which is controlled by the former Chancellor George Osborne, I say controller, he edits it, and uh, he's talking about uh, how Corbyn, because they'd launched this big thing about like the banks 
uh, the sort of the tagline is you know uh, under the next Labour government the banks will be like serving the people rather than the other way around and uh, my obviously... god so many monocles popped when they <laughs> yeah yeah no people are fucking freaked out they're on about like the city of London which is going to be like a Labour constituency next time um, the candidate there is like a very very good left wing union backed Corbynista called uh, Stephen Saxby and they're basically saying that Stephen Saxby and him are just going to turn the city of London into like Pyongyang. So. Oh, you mean English people are finally going to learn how to dance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand this scandal rocked the UK because you should never collude with a foreign power that isn't a Nazi. <laughs> you know? You pick the wrong type of Eastern European country. Well, tell us about the guy who made the accusations. Oh, so the guy's name is like Sarkozy. But not that Sarkozy. It's like a different Sarkozy. Um, he, I believe he said that Live Aid. You know Live Aid. You know, sure. Yeah. yeah. So he claimed that Live Aid was like a uh, a front for the Soviet Union running cow of okay. like British soil. They did want to feed the world. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, comrade Bob Geldof. Right. Never retreat on a Monday. Conservatives <laughs> <laughs> did hate Live Aid when it happened. Oh yeah, they the, hated the, all that Margaret, shit. Have you seen that footage of like Margaret Thatcher talking about how they have to like tax the money? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Bob Geldof, I mean, obviously he's a he's a fucking moron, but he did, to be fair, confront Thatcher over it. Yeah, kind of asked her why he's in, why she's interested in like, you know, starving African kids being uh, starved further. I did think it was funny when I think it, Liam Gallagher said about it. He's like, "Do you, do you think the IMF's gonna fucking listen to us? Fuck <laughs> chance." <laughs> That's a good Mancunian accent. Yeah. <laughs> Accents are my strong suit. <laughs> Jesus. It really has been great, like, the uh, the post-Oasis career of the Gallagher brothers of saying awesome, stupid things. I love the Gallagher What brothers. do you think I'm modeling myself after? <laughs> I mean, he's got really good, like, Twitter, like Liam Gallagher. Oh, yeah. He's Amazing. a Corbynista. Yeah, yeah. He, love, he loves the Corbyn. Uh, no, no said he didn't like Corbyn. Yeah, so he, he that says, was he probably says, to argue with his brother. Well, no, yeah. right? He said, you know, he claimed all along he's the, you know, Jeremy was a communist. Yeah, and look at no, him he now. Said, he's, 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 he's laughing now. <laughs> he's fucking laughing now. <laughs> oh man, they're gonna make him the Eric Garland of the UK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, game theory is canceled today. <laughs> I'm sick from last night. <laughs> no, I believe uh, Noel said he didn't like uh, Corbyn uh, because he said Labour. Uh, has to offer something to aspirational people mm. for people who are ambitious and aspirational in the year 2017. Yeah, and, and, and he felt uh, that, that Corbyn wasn't wasn't addressing that uh, as well. He, he said the same about Ed Miliband, you know, <laughs> which is obviously a bit more of a fairer game since Ed Miliband was so all over the show with these things. That election was just like so his to lose. Well, I mean, but, the thing is, like, people like to criticize Ed Miliband because it's like everyone you can't eat a sandwich. Well, everyone, everyone's always jealous of the hottest guy in the party. Yeah. You, know? Hey, you know, I saw his brother yesterday at the airport. No joke. I genuinely saw David Miliband at the airport. I, I suppose you don't know who his brother is. No, no, yeah, I know David Miliband. Uh, yeah. He defeated him in the leadership contest. Yeah, we, yeah. Really, we really took him down. I, I, I joined the Labour Party to make sure that he didn't get elected. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, uh, he really got done in. And he's been kind of like, I don't know, crawling around your country a bit because... He's CIA. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Like I mean, he, he's like uh he works for some think tank which is like the American Institute for Freedom Prosperity and Institute. Which which one of them was the one that uh, Alexander Comberg famously asked, "Is your hate pure?" And then he said, "I don't hate anyone." Alex. Oh, I think that was Ed. That was Ed. Yeah. Okay. Which and if you look at Ed's face, you know he's never hated anyone. <laughs> Except for that fucking bacon sandwich. He that's hated a, that. See, that's like I was following a lot of the like the labor leadership elections, and I was following a lot of the failed coup attempts on Corbyn. Mm. 
and the th- I don't know, maybe it's just the disconnect of it not being your country. But when I think about the our types of sort of uh, DLC center right Democrats here, I just have a visceral hatred of them because they're very clearly like very empty, hateful, shitty, murderous mm-hmm. people. But when I looked at them, like who is that guy? Owen Owen uh, Jones? Oh, you mean Owen the journalist or the the Oh no, against... Owen Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Owen Smith. Owen Jones like... is a good journalist, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. They're, they're, country. Work they're, on it. Yeah. Well, they're brothers. A lot of people know <laughs> the, Engl- the English naming convention goes by first name, but it's a family name. It's like yeah, North Korea. It's like uh, Korea. But uh, yeah, they're no, Gallagher, Liam, and Gallagher. Owen, <laughs> like like when Owen Smith, he, I read some interview with him where he goes to a coffee shop with the journalist and he orders like a latte and he's like, I I, I don't usually order this. I know it's like a gay drink. <laughs> and it's like yeah. I know I know they're like as bad as our Democrats. They, like, they support that's they the support thing, that's the thing in the UK. Yeah. They actually like when um when uh uh when Eminem came out with his amazing anti Trump rap, Felix. That why do you think yeah, Trump has okay. been less popular. So when he then. said when he said the thing about coffee, there were all these like kind of pundits. In the UK, they were like, oh, coffee, it's a bit middle class, isn't it? Because they don't think that everyone in America drinks coffee. Everyone in America loves coffee, but I, Yeah, I we love, love it. But no, they I don't did, like coffee. But like my, the thing that I noticed, like Miliband and uh, Smith was like, I know they're probably as shitty as our Democrats. They support so many of this exact same shitty things. They're the same people. But, but you find them endearing. Yeah, kind of. They were very fumbling. They, they were sort of us. almost Ellen Well, it's Partridge, because they've you know? been getting their asses kicked for the last two yeah. years. Yeah. Ours yeah. are... humbled, haven't they? And ours look. have complete control of a political party, and there's no sign that they're going to give it up. So they're, it's much less, like, cute. Yeah, you're, yeah, I mean, like, you guys, like, your enemies just have such a stride to them, you know? Mm. But, I mean... I was a stride and like... falling down. <laughs> yeah, 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 but right. the thing is, you say that, but they're still in charge. Yeah, oh, no, charge, I meant physically you know. falling down. So yeah. it doesn't matter. They can get mech suits. And do you guys know that Andy Burnham? He's like the mayor. Of he was one of the Manchester. guys who, who Burnham's ran against. Uh, <laughs> he he was one of the guys who ran against Corbyn, right? Yeah, the original yeah. leadership like, election d- during that whole summer. Like he was just kind of, you know, completely derided for being like a just a thoroughly inauthentic candidate and character. Um, I think it was highlighted the most when he went on like Mumsnet. This is a kind of like message board for for like for mums. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's that no sounds, I'm sorry, we're clear, laughing because that. that sounds like something we made up to make fun of British people. It's a legitimate forum in British public life. Yeah. But so, someone asked him what his favourite biscuit was, and he was like, mm, well, I'm not really into biscuits, I'm a bit of a chips, beer and gravy man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's it. It's that's just like, it. what a schmuck. All, so. your, all your new Labour guys, they're all John Kerry. That's it. Yeah. Like John Kerry's. Well, the, no, they've been they've all been trained by like American sort of Democrats. consultants. Yeah, like, yeah. Big yeah. home, big yeah, homie yeah. David yeah. Axelrod. Right. Yeah. My my old neighbor, another one of my old neighbors. Gosh, you you were really bred for greatness. I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Do you realize that all my all my, all my classmates Obama like on the other. all my classmates like work in the White House and do, do those they like work for Acon's project to give light bulbs to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Me, number one Patreon baby. I have. Two-time guest on Go Off Kings with Jesse Farrar. Congrats. But no, yeah, they got all those shitty American political consultants, and they're like, you need to be more relatable. See, our most charismatic politician, his name is John Kerry. You just need to behave <laughs> like him. But John Kerry is the one shitty Democrat that I am sort of personally endeared to just because he's so hapless. Yeah, he's extremely awkward. He, he also he married, he married an heiress. 
a, a, a Rhodesian heiress. Yeah. So she's like a Portuguese, like a African Portuguese yeah, woman. She's one of those hybrid colonialists. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's like Ariana Huffington with a fucking condiment fortune. Yeah, like, and it had to be a ketchup fortune. It couldn't even be something like evil and like I'm sure there's horribly evil shit with the Heinz factory, but it's Probably. not even like an oil concern or a diamond. It's not concern. just ketchup. It's the best ketchup. Yeah, yeah it's the it's, only. Ketchup. It's the it's only the good only ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. Which is why my favorite thing about 2004, which to me is the stupidest election in the pre-Trump oh, era, because Trump obviously is a rupture point. Before this. Trump, BT, the stupidest election of my lifetime, and I think ever for America, was 2004. Yeah. And the stupidest part of it was at the RNC. It was in New York City. It was They, they timed it. They actually were in danger of not getting on ballots in states because they pushed it to the first week of, December, of September because <laughs> they wanted to be there on the anniversary of 9-11. And... They scoured all of the restaurants in and around the convention center and got rid of all the Heinz ketchup and replaced it with vastly inferior Hunt's, Hunt's ketchup. Terrible. Katsa. Do Hunt's we know? Katsa. Do we know if Hunt's ketchup? That's HL Hunt's ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you've ever ha- had the misfortune of having Hunt's ketchup, it tastes like Sour Patch Kids. It's extremely sweet. So they it's, own it's, themselves. It's what Americans do to everything. We just add well, either a ton Actually, of sugar I just realized, or... though, that, that Hunt's basically is the closest thing to British ketchup. So it okay. might. I, I just know that I, I never found Hunt's British size, ketchup to be good. Some sort of anglicization? I, I don't know. It's just, I think the Brits are actually like very good at condiments. British, British, oh, yeah. cook, British ketchup always seems like really vinegar, too sweet. I like the vinegar. I like the brown sauce. The ketchup Coleman's seems mustard. too sweet. Yeah, they're better mustard. Do you True. Did, are, did, did the British invent tartar sauce? Should I know that? It, <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, um, the Tartars invented well, you know, Tartar I, I, You know, I, uh, I, I actually... So the weird thing about the Freedom Fries thing is that it was not an organic production of Middle America as people think it was. People legitimately think that um, like a bunch of irritable, patriotic farmers got together and said, we're not calling them French Fries anymore but it was it was like a congressional cafeteria yeah, congressional yeah walter jones but became i actually had guy. a middle american like a trucker diner that changed the menus to freedom fries when i was in high school and i was like are you are you fucking serious yeah because that uh, because the 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 simple-minded sons of the soil are incredibly stupid and easily influenced uh cool. these are small business owners though let's be honest oh yeah 100 uh, percent. let's wheel back for a second owen how are, <laughs> how are your countrymen taking the news that Jeremy Corbyn, uh, Soviet agent? Well, I mean, um, I don't know. It's, it's been quite interesting because um, lots of the labor right, um, with honorable exception, have been like quite strangely quiet about it. Mm. Um, the Tories are playing a very, very awkward game because they're, they're trying to sort of you know, very, very uh, cat-handedly sort of launch a culture war in the UK. So they got this guy Toby Young, you know the oh I know yeah yeah, yeah the worst uh, top sh- top chef uh, guest host ever Toby oh, yeah that's how fucking, I know him he was on one season of Top Chef he was the, and he was I mean, embarrassingly terrible ghoul, he mean, was the how to lose friends and influence yeah. people or yeah that's that the guy. one that's yeah. the same he, guy he, ta- he takes the raw sexual power of Jordan Peterson and the unbelievable <laughs> wit of Milo Yiannopoulos the one thing I remember <laughs> from his tenure on Top Chef is they were eating a thing that had escarole in it. And he's eating it. And the thing is, all of his like attempts to be witty were just so manufactured that they felt very flop sweaty and gross. But the worst one was he's eating it and he goes, this is a very spicy escarole. You could, in fact, call it Pablo escarole. 
Woo! Oh, man. man. And then he got fired, and he didn't come back, and he blamed American audiences not getting his dry British humor. Oh, that's good. Oh, you, you can't <laughs> buy that wit, can you? You really yeah. can't I, buy I, it. I, so wait, he, wait, so how is he trying to foment some culture war? So he was um, brought in as, like, a sort of uh, education guru, despite the fact he set up, like, a sort of... Um, like a free school, like a sort of non charter schools. Yeah, yeah, they were equivalent of charter schools, mm. and um, obviously it was like disastrous, and he had no qualifications whatsoever <laughs> for like, running a school, and like you know, lo and behold, it just went like terribly, and uh, and his whole thing was like, "Whoa, it's harder than I thought." And <laughs> yeah, he really <laughs> like, like, steaming on it. He was like, "Wow, that was." Give me another go. The higher echelons of state. He got in trouble too. I. But what is he doing? Sorry, what is he doing as an education consultant now? He's just been brought in by the government. Yeah, by Theresa May. And but like, how does that like? How did like to do some like anti SJ dub like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So like um, this uh this girl Sarah Cundy, uh, her grammar school in Canterbury, um, they did all of this really really like mad shit, which was clearly influenced by like all this like uh spiked online. Like Milo contrarianism, uh-huh. which was like they did like a um, like a Mein Kampf reading group. They had like, an, <laughs> whoa, uns- you're like, crazy, yeah, yeah, like an unsafe space. It's like, whoa, man. Like, their, like, school well, mascot, which, uh, their school mascot, which Jared Leto's the Joker, it's very edgy school. <laughs> and like they th- they threatened to like this girl Sarah. They like threatened to like um, like uh, withdraw all of her academic references to go to university because she tipped off uh, a journalist at the Guardian about this. So you also have a safe space crisis in the UK. That's right. There's a serious, serious safe space <laughs> well, crisis. There are anti-FA soldiers as well. There's a real deficit of freedom of thought spaces. But yeah, Toby also got in trouble for... Um, people found a tweet of his from like a few years ago where I think... I forget which person is watching during question time. It actually may have been May, but he it was just like a woman behind him with like a low-cut shirt. And he's like, who's... who?" What bird has that cleavage? <laughs> it's like you know, you know, you yeah, he's into all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you didn't think to delete that. <laughs> There's just scores and scores of tweets with him just saying shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's like if Betsy, it's like if Betsy, someone find his. It's account. like if fucking Betsy DeVos had a tweet up that was like, "Look at the bulge behind Obama." <laughs> 2014. What way, that mouth do? Yeah. Can we find um? Can we find Toby's accounts on uh, Top Mums? What was that? What was <laughs> the forum? Mumsnet. Mumsnet. Oh well, that was Andy Burnham. That was all the discussions. You can find other good ones too about like I don't know, um, people talking about Jeremy Corbyn, calling him like a like a salty sea dog and stuff like that. And it's very yeah, it's very charming. That sounds adorable. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice, really um, wholesome. I got in a row with me mates over a moderator cross on Mumform. <laughs> I'm I'm probably band Mumform poster breastfeeder stomper fifty eight. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, like, I, what I want to ask, like, obviously there's this uh, spying thing, hmm. which is, you know, like the latest in a long line, but it really does feel like they are, the British press is going all out, like, full, all in to try to, like, do anything to take down Corbyn. Yeah, that's really working? freaking out. I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I, and is it connected to, like you said, this latest pitch where he's saying, hey, the British financial sector in a labor government will serve england rather than the other way around they yeah, bend I mean, the knee yeah oh, like obviously the murdoch the murdoch press is so strong in the uk and but it's like weakening and weakening the june 2017 general election was a massive massive defeat for rupert murdoch i mean he like stormed out of the building that he was in like the party that he was in because practically everyone assumed it was going to be like a hundred strong majority for the tories but in fact they lost their majority and it just showed that whatever they threw at labor just you know, he angrily stomped off and into his zeppelin, and then yeah, flew or, like, off. or like he just requested more money from the Soviet state to confound and subvert and 
confuse uh, <laughs> confuse the British government and uh, delegitimize their election. Uh, but I mean, it's not just the uh, the Murdoch press. I mean, I see people in the Guardian acting pissy about Corbyn all the fucking time. Yeah, well, fuck them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and your guys' uh, shittiest center left publication, the New Statesman. No. Holy shit. Like, if people thought Guardian Comet is free, but... Is See, bad. I mean, Stephen Bush in The New Statesman is excellent, and he's one of the only journalists in the UK. I mean, he's he's one of the only actual journalists who, who's interested in being a journalist and reporting on things and having, like, interesting takes on things that are, like, uh, compounded by facts and analysis. We we don't have a lot of people like that in the UK. No, like, you got a lot of tragic. takes. Lots like, of we takes. make fun yeah. of New York media, but you guys are a... Uh, a media economy yeah. of takes. The UK <laughs> has like 500,000 people who work as opinion columnists. It's the most <laughs> you insane thing I've ever seen. You have more people working uh, for The Guardian than you do for the entire British rail system. Mm. It it's is like, insane. Yeah. It's like you guys had a new deal that focused entirely on shitty takes. <laughs> takes. You're like, the only way we're going to save the economy is if we have 3 million people paid exactly 75 quid a year to write articles <laughs> that like, yeah, coffee is a middle-class beverage, but who cares? I, I think it was in the New Statesman I, I read a harangue about Corbyn being a terrorist lover because he and one of his shadow secretaries said nice things about Bobby Sands, who is a hero. Mm. Was that Hodges? It might have been. Might have been. My boy, D.P. Hodges, double <laughs> penetration. <laughs> Who's still all, doing the parentheses, by the way. They're all pale yeah. and slug-like. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you, you made fun of it uh, when we first started talking about it, but I think I saw uh, something... I think it was someone in the Guardian where he was like, "You can say what you want about the allegations that Corbyn is a spy, but you can't just laugh them off." I, <laughs> Why that was, I think we can. That was a Matthew Dancona, I believe. It was something just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's his name? Sarkozy had to take down the tweet because they were like, "We're going to sue you for just making." A weird no, they, they said they were going to sue them, yeah. and then everyone there was another round to be like, "This is the future of freedom of speech right, and the right, labor, right. where they're going to thuggishly attack everyone who doesn't toe the party line." Or but whatever. it wasn't just that. There was uh, like even Theresa May said, "Oh, he must be open and transparent." And then, of course, like depending on what publication you have, or you're reading, it might say the actual second half of his sent her sentence, or it might say like it does in the Telegraph, about his link to former communist spies. <laughs> really, really uh, diligent journalism you got there. Mm. Well, I mean, one of the only Soviet spies that has ever been in Parliament has been a Tory MP, George Morby, mm. who was actually working for the Czechoslovak <laughs> government <laughs> and was like fully fucking compromised, you know. Of course. But it's just, it's the way that the, the British media is still just like, it's obviously receding in its power, but it's still so strong that they can basically just create whatever they like in terms of a storm. And just like force like the BBC, the establishment, you know, the the political classes to deal with whatever they want them to deal with. So you can literally just come up with some fucking weird drunk from the Czech Republic who is called a liar by his own government. And just he just gets to say whatever and like five journalists just press hard on what he says. And suddenly like all of the Tory front benches are, are just discussing this like absolutely like wild allegation. But then um, yeah, even like the Guardian will, you know, people who are sympathetic to it, like, are like, oh, here's an opportunity for a take that says these allegations are ridiculous. And no one ever thinks to say, maybe this doesn't deserve attention. Yeah, don't even look at it. Yeah. But, but I mean, the thing that I've seen, it's I, I was I've been like thinking about culture war a lot. And this is absolutely a 
type of culture war. We don't think of it as the same thing because we usually think of it in that like mm. safe space trigger warning shit. Let's throw back, but, but, but old fashioned red point of, Like the point of culture war is never to win a hundred percent of people over; it's to push the window enough. And now the conversation seems to be around: Oh, is Corbin like Trump? Did just declaring all news he likes fake news, and does he want to murder journalists like Trump does? The same, <laughs> the same type of thing because mm. of what Corbin said in response to the Daily Mail, which. What he actually said was nothing like that. Like he, he well, what did he say? He, it was like, yeah, this is bullshit, basically. Well, he just yeah. said that that you know the media that is pushing this is all owned by tax cheating billionaires who have an who have vested interest in preventing me from becoming prime minister, and that if I get in there, they're gonna fucking actually have to pay some goddamn money into this fucking system that they leech off of. Yeah, yeah. And they took that to mean that he's gonna like round them up. And you know, put threatens them. Well, yeah. you know, the, it's like Corbin threatens for newspapers. Yeah. I, I love American the momentum he, community vans are going to pull up <laughs> in the middle of the night. So momentum people's defense forces. Yeah. <laughs> I love American and English journalists who act like it, it just they look at every other journalist in the world who gets murked and they're like, yeah, we're them. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're under. Sometimes the government is mean to us. I gotta say though, like if they're trying to, I mean, if I was British and they're trying to scare me away from Corbin. The image of like Lachlan and Rupert Murdoch sort of wandering behind chicken wire at Old Trafford or something. Is that's not going to make me not want to vote for it. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be like, like, let's see where this goes. But you know what? You're like, oh, this is silly. We shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't really dignify it. And it might be an outlandish accusation. But we have to take seriously these accusations for the very fact that no matter what, if Corbyn gets in there, he's going to have to deal with Czechoslovakia. And if there's any kind of, you know, uh, compromat back there, it's, it's going to be an issue because Czechoslovakia still exists. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, everyone world, kind of forgot that that's power. not a country anymore. World power Czechoslovakia. Or it's not even a country. Czechoslovakia isn't a country. We don't know what is a country anymore. People are still talking about the Soviets. The Czech Republic did change their name recently, though. Oh, They're Czechia. Czechia now. But yeah, I'm not really? doing it. Oh, good yeah. old. That's, that. that's like I refuse. That. I that's refuse. Like, no, I that. That's like when your that's daughter new. daughter comes home from college and she's like, "Oh, my name is Blake now." No, it isn't. Yeah. No, I will not I be calling him Czechia. 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 No, it's Czech yeah. Republic uh, for always. But hey, you know what? To be fair, uh, I'm a huge supporter of uh, Joe Kennedy the the third Joey Sticks, but he has to answer for his ties to Rhodesia. <laughs> <laughs> Also, his ties to uh, to Chappaquiddick. So, Marcus, from where you're sitting, when the hell is this May government going to fall? Um, I, just, I mean, it's really, really hard to say, isn't it? I mean, it could go this year. It could go in five. Um, it's obviously like a complete wreck. Yeah. Um, uh, why, not, not, why not now, though? Because I'm just looking for... I'm, I want something to, to mm. cheer for. I mean, they still rely on, what, these votes from the DUP? The maniacs. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Total... Bloody legends! All, 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 the, all the characters from the movie A Field in England are holding up Theresa May. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's obviously an incredibly volatile situation. I mean, a majority of uh, voters in the north of Ireland uh, voted to remain in the European Union, but now the DUP, which you know, a year after the the vote is in power, they're like staunch Brexiteers, and they're creating all sorts of. Uh, very, very serious uh, contradictions about like a hard border between the Republic and the North of Ireland. Um, that's going to stir all sorts of really, really serious tensions. They, they, they really like they bite the hand that feeds them a lot as well. Like sometimes they deliver, especially like NHS and public services stuff. They don't, they don't deliver what they promise and vote with the Labour Party and accumulate the government. So it's like a very, very tenuous relationship that they have. I mean, 
it seems to be just kind of like stumbling onwards. But I mean, they're not well, setting I, the agenda anyway. We'll no longer defend this government unless you agree to give Trident missiles to the UVF. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've only been, you know, uh, seeing glimpses of these articles about the very messy continuing shit show of Brexit negotiations. And it just doesn't seem like all of these hitches uh, may can command a majority on any given thing. Mm. It's been really fun if you get a chance to follow any of the Brexit negotiations through FT because people are just leaking how terrible it is and how no one is listening to her. And then, like, my favorite headline, I actually kept it, but it was like, in leaked memo, Theresa May begs people to stop leaking memos. (laughs) 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 They all just hate her so much. Yeah, Theresa May has the energy currently of a beleaguered substitute teacher. Oh, yeah, she's wore she's out. Yeah. She just wants to put in a video and lay down hungover on her desk, but she can't. I mean, I was shocked that they kept her on as prime minister. Mm. Well, especially after she said, like, she just displayed such hubris. And especially since they have this charisma fountain in the form of uh, Jacob Moog synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Jacob Moog Jacob synthesizer. Oh, the Mogman. Yeah. Yeah, what's your guys' thoughts on the Mogman? Um, oh, he's fabulous. Uh, we want him here. We we love him. I love that he named all all his children after bosses in Final Fantasy games. <laughs> I love that he's seven feet tall and ninety pounds. Well, we also I love like there's a certain yeah. type of like very aristocratic like like British right winger that like we don't exactly have here because our like evil rich people have to pretend to be good people. And yeah. he's the kind of person who's just like, I'd like to rip a fox apart with my bare teeth. And they're just like allowed to do that. Because oh, your, your guys are like capitalist class, aren't they? But he's, yeah. a, he's a bit beyond that. Yeah. He's, quite, he's the know, old school. Yeah. Aristocratic mindset. He's an it's empire. a totally different thing. Yeah. It's a totally Be- different Because thing, yeah. they, they, they don't. He probably has a stuffed indigenous person somewhere in his home. Like they, a taxidermy They don't walk around being. with any thought in their head that they have to justify their wealth. No. Whereas our rich people feel... Ev- it's amazing. Like they are trapped even in themselves in this like self-justifying mode of like mm-hmm. I'm rich because I'm a good person and I'm going to help everyone else and and I have a vision for making the world better and like they have to have that or like I work really hard for it. Whereas you got these good old-fashioned aristos in the UK are just like no, I was born into it. I'm a bejeweled uh, you know scion and that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the it's the Protestant. American Protestant version of predestination versus continental mindset. Mm. And uh, I uh, I spent a lot of time on gun YouTube. <laughs> and uh, I was watching a video for... We're I very you were going to say here. Gundam YouTube. So, so what's gun American YouTube? Is gun, it just all these like... Audios 60, of guns? Or? 60-year-old like guys with pop bellies who are like, I just hear Colt We're going to fire three rounds into it in my backyard. And it's sort of cool to watch if you're interested in types of guns. But I was watching one with... It's a Martini Henry, which is a breech-loading rifle with a huge caliber, and it was used by, you know, boars during the Boar Wars. <laughs> okay. And I read one of the comments. I don't know why I do that while I'm watching these videos, but it was like, imagine you're facing down a horde of Zulus, and you're just firing away, loading your bullets in. That's the world I wish I lived in. And I'm like, oh, that's Jesus. a Jacob Reese moog voter. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, can't wait until this nation's... Uh, uh, alcoholic 57-year-old gym teachers going through a divorce are all carrying those guns in our schools. That's mm-hmm. going to rip. Oh, yeah. I yeah think- when are you guys going to sort that out? 
Uh, no, we're just going to arm everyone. Well, never. Gonna, well, actually, yeah. what, this, is a, this is a perfect segue. Uh, Trump <laughs> did do the uh, the town hall meeting today. He uh, did. With the survivors and their families of the Parkland uh, massacre. And Sandy Hook and some other. Even honestly. Columbine. Throwback. And Throw, it just, it's Throwback Thursday. Really? Like, yeah. Everyone is now, you know, wearing their Columbine jersey. Maybe, maybe a bump <laughs> stock ban or something like that. Some small measure, perhaps. But I think far, far more likely in terms of movement on the policy side, as it regards guns and mass murder, is there we're way more likely to just get teachers with guns than Hell anything else. Yes, oh, we're going to have teachers with guns, and I swear to God, like if if Trump made this happen, I guarantee you it would be popular. Uh, putting veterans in school out of those work, were both mooted at the really? at the town hall. Both of those yeah. ideas. Hang on, let me let me find. I think the even they at this oh. point recognize the 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 data about PTSD being not particularly good. No, they don't. They don't care. They uh, think that the troops, their troops, yeah. they're good. Hey, it doesn't guys, matter. Uh, guys, bad news. We somehow had an incident with our veteran guard during fireworks and dress up like Bin Laden Day. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the only question I have is why don't they make the whole school out of the black rifle? So this sit down. It was all just potential bullshit yeah. uh but this is my favorite part of it trump asks if anyone has any ideas to stop school shootings the man who answers first says one possible solution quote which may not be very popular is to have people in school such as teachers have guns he adds if it's not the teachers you could have people who work on campus a custodian or an undercover cop in the lunchroom <laughs> hello fellow kids yeah, yeah, like air marshals in the cafeteria <laughs> officer officer wilson you're being reassigned <laughs> like you're just uh, gonna hang around a however, high school. Here, here is my actual like uh, faith in, in this failing. Uh, middle class people would be like, "God, no." Hopefully. Yeah, they don't like, even want their kids to play football. They don't want a bunch yeah. of guys with guns in their in their yeah. schools. I mean, I think I think our um, the helicopter parents well, do not yeah. want gun turrets on the helicopter. I don't think this. I honestly, unless there's like a real like an event that is a sea change thing, and if it's just this sort of sort of steady state thing of there's a shooting every couple of months and some people die and we all have a vigil and then we go on. If that's the case, then I don't think we're going to get armed teachers, as funny as that would be, like some fucking like thick-necked <laughs> history guy talking about how it was the war of northern aggression with a fucking block <laughs> wedged under his gut and fucking shuriken under his man boobs. Uh, that would be funny, but I just I honestly think this is just... Okay, people are proposing gun control. Well, we'll just propose this, and then neither will happen. And that's fine. The status quo is fine to them. So this is just a proposal to get people arguing about people putting teachers and not talking about gun control, and it all just goes away until the next time. Here's the thing. I don't think we can add to your average public school coach's busy workload of having to also teach sexual education <laughs> uh, by making them into some kind of reserve officer. I would like the idea of having an awkward conversation in, in – uh, in sex ed, uh, well, like trying to fight down a boner as a thirteen-year-old, and the the teacher's there in like sweatpants and has a shotgun, that would add like a piquant sexual like edge. Well, to that is, yeah, I mean that is maybe where we're headed. Like, I'm your I'm your coach. Yes, I was dishonorably discharged from the military for uh, stealing plates, and uh, <laughs> here's my gun, and here's what a vast deference is. The real the real solution to this is. Ilsa, she-wolf of the P.E. <laughs> <laughs> the real solution to this is, is that the, way, the same way that they'll take black hat hackers and if they catch them, make them do network security, you get all of the school shooters who've ever been arrested and then you make them be the guards of the school because they know what to look for. Yeah, white white hat schools to exactly. shooters. Yeah. That's how we do it. No, I don't know. Uh, Trump said he wants to look at banning bump stocks. The conversation about bump stocks is funny 
Because it's the one time like the gun people like get woke because they're like it's ableist to ban gun bump stocks <laughs> because there people were for really? people yeah there was, like, because there were people like arthritis who, yeah with rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis it's the only way they can fire semi-automatic weapons <laughs> are you gonna wow. are you gonna take away the rights of people with rheumatoid arthritis to l- l- rip off an entire fucking clip in what the about people seconds? with quadriplegia do they have one of those little blow straws yes, where they, they blow they the straw <laughs> there was the a case about someone with quadriplegia it might have been because he blew off his arms and legs by fucking around with guns uh, demanding the right to own a gun yeah go for it I think uh, if you have like one of those motorized wheelchairs it should be like James Bond's DB6 with a uh, Two fifty caliber guns in front. I say. I think Stephen Hawking should own as many guns as he wants. I think they, they should, should all turn... be equipped on his chair, and he should uh, operate them by blowing into a tube. Why I not? think that they should turn the Go chair ahead. into a Make low my yield. Day. <laughs> uh, they should turn the chair itself into a low yield nuclear device, and he can just blow it up at any moment. Yeah. The ultimate uh, deterrent. Uh, here, here's something we were talking about earlier, uh, as it relates to the uh, the, the Parkland shooting. Uh, how much now? Um, Everyone is placing their hopes and dreams in the younger generation as embodied by the uh, the surviving high school kids who are now going on the news to condemn Trump and demand action be taken on on guns. And I say uh, good for them. I think they probably have maybe moved the needle slightly because they are such to a normal person, not in the gun cult. It's a very. Yeah. understandable and relatable thing to see these teenagers who you can't accuse them as of, of being kind of you know surreptitious actors in the culture war they're like we would like to not get shot no, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. i um, mean they go to they go to these schools where course, their safety has to be guaranteed dinesh by d'souza schools. did actually accuse them of that right. <laughs> did, did you and, see that yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> big big d at it again uh, uh, they're legally cannot own guns <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is yeah. funny but however, I, I think the, the the larger problem is the idea that uh, that teens are going to save us. I see a lot of like the, again boomer yeah. liberals who are like these kids. You they're gonna they're gonna take our a, revenge, and it's just like that's well, what people said about you. You fucking <laughs> yeah, and look what you did. And, yeah. and like the thing is, as we were saying, like yeah, these kids, like the the Parkland, uh, the the high school crisis actors, uh, like they're convincing and good. But like the thing is, these are like you know sort of upper middle class like liberal white teenage you know they come from like good families and so they're like educated and which means they're taken seriously by the media in a way someone like erica garner is not taken seriously right yeah which i mean it's it's yeah that's obviously a fundamental hypocrisy in society but otherwise i mean i i think we should encourage this kind of activism from high school students, from well, young I, people. I, agree. I think we should, it's absolutely, but no also, it, you know, the, the whole from the mouths of babes thing is is flawed because well, also young people can be reactionary. Well, of course. And, yeah. and, and two, like, they can't just be mascots. They are kids, you know? Like, they, they do need the support of a larger, multi-generational community of activists. Mm-hmm. This whole idea that we're going to have, like, this, like, you know, 17 to 22-year-old vanguard is, like, First of all, we've tried that many times. Second of all, it doesn't work. And third of all, it hangs them out to dry. It's really unfair yeah. to them. And the thing about, like, I've seen this, like, since well before the the kids now with this shooting, just the general take, like, oh, you won't believe how lefty, you know, Gen Z is. They're going to save us. They're going to save yeah. us. They're going to save us, so by much. the way, has been the refrain of the left for about... 50 fucking years and not just young people they're like oh demographics is destiny like as soon as as soon as we get that thing too that thing's so fucking stupid because now like they they now believe the idea 
fully of race as biology. Yeah. And they don't get that you can just extend whiteness to ever to maintain some sort of reactionary order. But Which we have you, census data to prove is happening. Right. But with uh with the kids, it's like first of all, just those polls on kids are difficult for a lot of econometric uh, reasons. Yeah, because they're but, literally dying of tide poisoning <laughs> while they're being polled. But, the but, kids. but also, like, you can't really judge them on, like, a complete left-right continuum. Kids have confused politics because they're not fully formed yet. Yeah. The, the kids now are influenced, like I've said it before, they're influenced by Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Extentacion, Lil Pump, and, like, Minecraft. Yeah. You don't know where they're at. They're reactionary with some things. They're like further to the left than any previous generation with other things. But the, the idea that they're going to fit your exact parameter of what left is, you have no idea what they're going to be like. And this from the mouth, mouth is a babe shit is so it is such liberal bullshit. Oh, children don't judge anyone. That's like, have you ever the cruelest been a child? Yeah, they're the cruelest people. And, you know, with all that said, like good for the, the Parkland kids. I think they did a great job. But this is the children will save us thing it just seems it's like it's a very woke way of kind of giving up that it's yeah very it's about washing American your hands liberal. of responsibility yeah. it's like okay well it's on the next generation yeah i'm not going to walk out of work oh god forbid but these yeah. kids i'm going to retweet this viral tweet from this kid yeah this epic clapback against tammy laren <laughs> i know that this is obviously cliche at this point but people in other countries they do think we're insane you're right? laughing yeah, us, right? well i mean come on <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no question. I mean, think about how, how many fucking mass shootings have just happened this year, or like in the last six months. But you know, regarding what you're saying, Amber, I, I I think this is all very fresh and new, and that there is an opportunity to have those intergenerational alliances in the struggle, and to to broaden that narrative, and to encourage young people to walk out to organize mass protests on one specific issue. Uh, I think Perrine pointed this out, uh, can lead in many ways to a lifetime of activism. And this is, you know, this is something distinct from, say, when Fox News trots out the MAGA eight-year-old and asks him <laughs> about uh, his views on the inheritance tax. It's an issue that is literally a matter of life and death uh, involving them. They have an expectation of safety in these schools, which is ultimately the responsibility of the government. And when yeah, but that's not as cute show, as make America great again. Of course, but <laughs> when they show up to a place like the Florida State Legislature and Legislature, and they yell or they cry and they say, "You Republicans are literally killing us." Uh, that is the kind of politics I can get behind. And it's I true, mm. yeah, yeah. But the the, the answer is going to be RoboCops in every school. Yeah, yeah. That'll keep them safer. I, oh, come I, on. I, I, we I will, are not going to spend that much on infrastructure. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but that's the thing is that is what we spend money on. We're, our, our infrastructure is falling apart and we're spending more money than ever on defense. The perfect, uh, the perfect symbol of America would be a public school with no fucking air conditioning and everyone sharing a book, but there's a dude out front with a $3,000 squad automatic weapon. That is America <laughs> no, no. in fucking we, miniature. We're going to end up in uh, with Roombas with shotguns attached to them in every school. Uh, and then the next class of high schoolers that go to visit Trump next year, they're going to demand a pardon for 6-9. And I will be proven right. God damn it, this <laughs> fucking guy. This guy is the bane of I have my finger on the. I have the. I have my finger <laughs> on the pulse of the youth. That I still don't even know who he is. Really, <laughs> he's a rapper, I guess, and he did a crime. 
but he's all the fucking Felix songs. <laughs> no, I talk about Matt, other rappers too. I talk about Matt is, uh, Matt is mad at the youths that do crimes. He went on a monologue I, I about like, face tattoos like, yesterday for like 15 minutes. I did like, not. I'm the, I'm the fucking Steve Kornacki of this show because of the way that I follow trends with the youth. Is that a rapper? <laughs> I'm MC Steve and I'm here to say this Poland dad is fresh in a major way Steve Kornacki whom, whom we met running that trivia night with I didn't Gary Enton well, we didn't really meet him well, we, 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 we basked in his presence oh and we did meet him because we interviewed him for the dig he cat. was a big dig fan he has a very uh, uh, David Wallace from the office demeanor yeah uh, he's paired, like a khaki dad paired with <laughs> Harry Enton's Manic non neurotypicality. Yeah. It's a good combo. Yeah, I actually liked it. They, were, would, they bounce off each other well. I'd watch a buddy comedy with them. And I think with that, we will say goodbye for this week. Uh, except leave you with just a reminder that our West Coast tour dates are, for the most part, sold out. However, there are tickets still available in San Francisco and Portland. Marcus, thanks so much for joining yeah, us again. Thanks for having me. And, and thanks to everyone again. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.